Welcome aboard. Welcome back to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, and developing and flowing through life with full impact mindfulness, being in every moment that we exist in. So what we ask is the only the only price of admission here is honesty, open-mindedness, and the willingness to try. We help people develop beginner's minds and begin to take the blinders off of their life and begin to participate and enjoy their life. Uh, today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and uh, producer, Mr. Mike. Uh, Mr. Mike, we've really uh, experienced banded uh the venue of this show we're not oh absolutely bringing inviting in the people out there of all different walks yes and i'm going to extend this invitation right now to everyone out there that listens to this show or uh participates in the uh twitterverse that we uh also participate in mike uh could you let them know that how they could reach us on twitter reach us on twitter at without bait on there so what we do is we try to throw out some interesting things that can actually some practicality in your life. We try to avoid throwing out all the quotations every single time. When we do, we try to put some meaning behind them and what, what's meaningful in our lives also. We try to share with everyone what works uh, in our lives. And if you'd care to retweet any of those or turn your friends on to them, we'd appreciate it. We'd love to hear uh, any comments or criticisms of this show, and uh, Mike can let you know how to uh, reach us later. So what we've been doing is we've been talking about uh, behavioral change. We're talking about most people uh, aren't completely satisfied with their lives, and we should certainly hope you, you're not. We certainly hope that everyone out there has a bit of edginess to them and willing to go out there and push that envelope and go a little further in your life. We try to, we encourage people to go down rabbit holes. Do we not, Mike? That is so interesting that you're encouraging people to not be complacent, not rest to a certain aspect uh, in their life. I mean, you'll get your rest, of course, but not, you know, just stay in one place. Well, what we compare to is life, it's like rowing a canoe upstream. As long as you're rowing, we're doing what? We're working at it. We're moving it. We're moving ahead, yeah. perhaps a little slowly. However, once we stop paddling, do we stay still? Do we stay in that spot? No, we, we move backwards. We go backwards, right. So the idea is, is... Uh, there's no retirement here. There's no sitting on the porch, uh, retiring to our rocking chair for the rest of our lives. Okay. What we're doing is trying to use the energy in our lives, not only to impact ourselves, but to impact others. So if you're not completely satisfied with your life, and again, I hope sometimes we frustrate you enough into, into moving ahead to push you out of that envelope to create some cognitive dissonance inside of your head. Well, what can I do further? What can I control? So what we've been talking about here is behavioral change through 12-step recovery. And again, I'm going to add the disclaimer, although I'm in long-term recovery from drug and alcohol addiction, and that is my world of choice, I do not speak for, represent, and mean that any 
any interpretation of mine is the correct one or comes from 12-step recovery. So in our previous podcast, we went through the, uh, the first three steps. The first three steps are known as commitment steps, Mike, where you commit, you commit to change. You commit to life. But however, it's not like it's not like buying a season pass to the swimming pool. It's not like signing up for tennis lessons. These things are a commitment. These are a design for living. So when we talk about steps four through nine, we talk about action steps. So step four, we actually have to begin doing something. Step four is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. Mike, in your studio, do you have some idea of uh, what merchandise you have here? What, what all the Relatively, even though my wife doesn't uh, necessarily think so, I, I have a pretty good idea, I uh-huh. think, of what's in here. Okay. Now, when you have items in here that perhaps uh, have their shelf life has expired or they don't work anymore, do you continue to try to use them? Sometimes longer than I probably should. But yes, I, I do try to cycle them out and uh, into other places where they could be useful. Okay. Okay, great. So, however... Sometimes when things don't work well or they're not producing the same effects in our life that they once did, mm-hmm. we seem to carry keep carrying those around with us. Yeah, it's hard to let go of things like that. You know, this has served me well. This process has served me well. This, this uh, product has so- served me well, and it's hard to move on from that. So what we try to do is inventory our lives of the unsellable goods, maybe of the grocer character defects and try to examine them. So in step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. Uh, And please don't be offended anybody out there that does this, but I'm not much into, uh, I'm not much into the CDs and I'm not much into the workbooks or different things like that. Uh, There's, there's seven pages in the book that gives you the instructions and it's three it's three lists my kids three lists it's not a life history it's not an inventory of everything that you've ever done there's three lists fears resentment and sex okay so let's look at resentments i imagine that you have no resentments against anyone no, of course I don't. <laughs> you have you have forgiven everyone in your life. And yeah, you, you just walk through life uh, blowing out rainbows sure. and butterflies. Clean slate. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's ever wronged mm-hmm. me and I hold a grudge against. Mm-hmm. Never. You smile at every single human being and you wish well for everyone. I'm you sure. See the big smile <laughs> as I say this right now. So everyone has resentments. Okay. So let's say in the first column we put. Uh, what that resentment is, okay? Whatever it is, let's say someone blocked your car in, okay? Or whatever. Uh, So they blocked your car. Well, who caused it? We named it who did it. And then we say, well, what, uh, how does that affect my life? What makes me angry? It it affects my uh, financial situation, my self-esteem, my self-concept, my safety, uh, my security, whatever it affects in your life, whatever uh, that resentment, whatever happened to you that caused that resentment. However, Mike, in the fourth column is the most important, and that's the part I played in it, okay? I'm fairly certain that when we have a resentment, there's a part that we played in it, however small. So if you feel that you've been wronged, you may have contributed to being wronged in some way. Yes, yes. And remember, 
when we do this step, when we do this inventory, it is our inventory, not the other person's. We're the ones that are walking around with that stone, with that resentment, with that bitterness in our heart. And like the Buddha says, walking around with a resentment is like walking around with a burning stone in your hand. Right. Okay. And sometimes we carry that bitterness and we carry that resentment throughout our lives. So what happens is, is when one party comes to the table and says, okay, here's the loaded dice I brought to the game. And the other person would say, well, here's the marked cards I brought today. Mm -hmm. Then we can have a level playing field when each party can admit their part in it. Then we can have a place to grow from. We can have some type of foundation where we all can grow from. And again, that core, the core is honesty of course. So the second, when we admit all these resentments, and usually, usually, we make these fairly well defined, and it's been my experience that throughout uh, life when you make these type of lists, the resentment against yourself begins to migrate to the top, okay? Because I'm sure that at some point in your life that you've beaten yourself up fairly badly. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty bad with that myself, actually. So we uh, we talk about the inner critic in our lives, and we have to understand that that voice is not ours. If it's a, not a helpful voice, if it's not helpful, it's not. If it's not encouraged and supporting to move you ahead, it may point out your mistakes and errors. However, if it continually beats you up about them, then it is no friend. So. We want to list all these resentments. We want to get this bitterness. We want to know these stones that we're carrying around with us. So the second one that we talk about is fear. Okay, And fear, as we talk about, is the corroding thread that grow out throughout our lives. It's the foundational emotion. Uh, we talk about fear often, don't we, Mike? Absolutely. It's, a, it's a, the mo- maybe the most common thread throughout all these shows. Yes, and the, the the fear. It's not only not only fear of like of Dracula or a horror movie or walking outside. There's there's just there's a lot of uh, existential fear in our lives about everything, and and sometimes it paralyzes us to the point that we can't move or get ahead. So you know we go through the same steps, and you can be afraid of bunny rabbits, afraid of the dark, afraid of living, afraid of dying, those type of things. However, in my experience, the biggest fear that people leave out of this list, Mike, is the fear of being found out. Everyone, everyone has either repressed memories or something in their life or several things that they would never want to be brought to the light of day. And it's often said in the world that it's our secrets that keep us sick. And I'm sure that every every single human being has them. And when we walk around with our life, that anticipatory dread that someday we will be discovered have you ever felt like that mike um i think that's something that a lot of freelancers a lot of people in the creative media definitely deal with on a lot and 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 makes sense that's very extended out Mm -hmm. so however these secrets these sickening toxic secrets inside of us they're like vampires. And however, when you bring a vampire on into the sunlight, what happens? It just melts away. It melts away. It disappears. Okay. And again, when we talk about honesty, you only have to tell the truth once. Often with me for fear, it always um, I always think of the roller coaster. Because it's so scary 
going up that hill and the anticipation but once you're over that first hump of the of the roller coaster and you're in it and you're past it you think well that wasn't so bad and i think that's what most people want is fear is just getting over that first hill of a roller coaster so most things are we build these as the old cliche goes mountains out of molehills uh we have minds of uncertainty and until we fill that with a mind of knowledge and awareness and that can only be done through the truth so wouldn't you like to walk around being free mike oh absolutely so how many people have walked through a grocery store with a grocery cart and they see somebody coming up at the other end of the aisle and they immediately turn around and go into the aisle hoping that that person doesn't see them (laughs) does that happen often um yeah i guess it does happen so or how many phone calls do we get and caller id is one of the greatest uh, inventions of mankind that you just choose not to take the call uh it seems like today in our life i find that many people either have not set their voicemail up on their phone or they leave it full have you ever found out mike yeah, yeah, just not dealing with it. Right, and that's that's how, how, how many of us actually use our phones for calls these days. It's <laughs> kind of fascinating. <laughs> so when we deal with our fears, we relieve a lot of that spiritual sickness in our lives. Now, the third list is sex, and that's probably the most misunderstood one on here. It's not the orientation. It's not your consensual partners. It's not the acrobatic positions. It's where you've been selfish or dishonest in a sexual or emotional relationship with another human being. Where you've been selfish or dishonest in a sexual or emotional relationship with another human being. That's, these are hard things to look at, Mike. Absolutely. And generally, uh, because admitting that we sel- have been selfish, admitting that we have been dishonest, admitting that we have manipulated another human being for whatever type of gain we made and being willing, willing to deal with that. That's hard. That's really reaching back into the cupboard and pulling out some uh, some dark old moldy. Mm-hmm. Moldy items and getting rid of them and bringing them out into the sunlight. So this searching and fearless moral inventory is not something to be taken lightly or quickly, and hopefully you have a mentor who has gone down this path a few times themselves to assist you along the way. So what happens after we have this these three lists? Well, uh, the fifth step is where we admit to God, to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Okay, so what we do is we sit down with a trusted friend, someone who you have absolute confidence in. Remember what we talk about, Mike, when we talk about what's important in people's lives? Who'd be, if everything else were taken away from you, who'd be standing with you at the end? Who would never leave you? And that's the list we're looking at for this. Yes. When we talk about trust, Mike, we've often talked about do you have anyone in your life that you trust so much that if they said, fall, Mike, I will catch you, you'd fall without hesitation because you know that they would catch you? Who's, who's someone that in your life like that? In my life? Yes. Um, 
Well, obviously my wife. Well, obviously. Well, how about naming her? Mm-hmm. Do you trust her so much that if she said, fall, Mike, I will catch you, you'd fall without hesitation? Absolutely. Okay. That's trust. That's trust. So quite often I'll, I'll, I'll even challenge people. I'll say, did you ever actually say that to someone? Mm-hmm. Did you ever actually go home and tell your mother, your father, your partner that you trust them so much that if they said fall, I will catch you, I'd fall without hesitation. Do you know how much that would mean to someone? Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the type of individual you want to be able to share this with. And these things are interactive. These people will share something that about their life too. So remember, this is a house cleaning process. We want to sweep it out. And sometimes when a house is really, really mucky and dirty, it's a hard job cleaning that out. You know, and sometimes, sometimes you can get sick. Have you ever been in a place, Mike, that's been really, really rancid and overrun and just, you just almost want to just get nauseous when you go in there. Yep. So that can happen sometimes in our own lives too. And so we make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. We have to ask ourselves, are we willing to go to any length, any length, to have some peace and contentment in our lives and be comfortable with ourselves? And that's, that's just, this. these are challenge podcasts. And what we do is we challenge people to really take a good close examination of their lives, to pull out those stones, no matter how moldy or ugly that they are, and to drop them. We often talk about dropping the rock, do we not, Mike? (laughs) Yes, and sometimes with curling. (laughs) So we're asking people, if you're carrying rocks throughout your life, uh, we're asking that you learn how to first recognize what they are and learn how to drop them. And our real our real purpose here is to be of assistance, not just to tell you do something because it works. These things are backed up by much scientific evidence. We, we truly, we truly have a desire to impact on people's lives. When they feel better about themselves, Mike, that means that they're able to participate and not only participate in lives, but participate in other people's lives and impact them in a, in a beneficial way. Would you think that that's true? Absolutely. So why don't you share with us a little bit when you started this podcasting adventure, the studio adventure of yours, the filming, how do you believe that that's positively impacted other people's lives? Um, when I look at the things that we do, including this show and other other productions we do around here, I, I hope that it gives a voice and a communication to people, right? It, it connects people in a certain way. Um, it opens the door to new possibilities for people. And again, we want to open up possibilities. And we've, uh, uh, our friend Chris Whitlatch, who we recently had talking about his bipolar disorder, very courageous, very brave. And there's many people out there who are, I hope heard that and say, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. I have a story just like Chris's. And I'm going to challenge everyone out there that if you have a recovery story, and it doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. Whatever you, some place that you've gotten out of in your life, what what methods you've used to get out of there, and what your life's like today, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. Please contact the show. We've heard from uh, many of you out there, uh, and we, if you certainly can't physically appear 
in this studio, uh, we can make that happen through some type of magic. And that's other opportunities between the Facebook and the Twitters and the Instagrams. Anybody's please communicate f- through there. It doesn't have to be on a public forum. Like a like a Twitter feed or anything like that, but it's definitely appreciated. And, and I know Jim, you've been enjoying a lot of the conversations you've been having with the fans out there. Yes, yes, I most certainly have. So what we have here, we have a platform, and it's not just our platform. Okay, we're not that selfish and self centered. We'd like we'd like to share that with people out there to share that with others, to share that there is hope, and not only hope, but to share how they did it. So we're going to wrap up uh, for today. We'll be continuing this series and be sure to hopefully look ahead in the future. And we plan to have uh, some very interesting people on in the the near future. So we're going to leave you with a large prescription for hope today and our standard prescription of fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait, a lifetime without definitive expectation. I'm challenging you to do to forgive yourself, to forgive another. And remember, till all are free, none are free. No one's so low, they are not your brother. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast if you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait click the shop icon on our website we have clothing mugs cell phone cases and so much more show the world that you fish without bait this show is a member of the sorgatron media podcast network find out more at sorgatronmedia.com